Hello, my name is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 166 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode In Bento and Chill. But I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show, or if you have a suggestion, you can put it there. You can also write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Again, if you have a comment, suggestion, maybe there's a game you want me to cover, go there. Uh, or you just want to tell me if you like the show. That'd be great. Um, also, you can subscribe to the podcast on either Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and the audio is up on YouTube if that's your preferred way to listen to the show. You can also find me at uh, on Twitter at Joe. So that's how you can interact with me. So this is kind of going to be, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, a shorter episode. I had internet problems all week. Uh, and I didn't get them resolved till uh, the like the day before recording. So some of the games, I tried to play some games without a network. It wasn't able to verify what I wanted to play, and I wasn't able to do the reviews I wanted to do. But I was able to play my Switch, which basically you download the games to your hard drive. And I played a chill puzzle game called In Bento. Uh, it um, I got the info of the developer right here. It was. Uh, it got released on September 5th, 2019. It's on everything now. Xbox One, Android, Windows, iOS, Xbox Series S, Series S, and the Switch. I got it on the Switch. They were having a sale. The game is only $5. I got it for, I think, $2 because of the sale they were having on Switch. I had some credit, so $2 is pretty reasonable, I think, for a game. There's 100, and uh, if I'm counting right, I think it's 127 or 172 puzzles in the game. And basically, it is a tile-based game where you play a mother kitten who is making a bento box, which is basically just imagine a box uh, launched. Uh, but you are a mother kitten who has a baby kitten, which is adorable. I'm also, uh, we, my wife and I adopted very young kittens. So it's kind of reminiscent where I literally was playing it, and then I'd look down at two sleeping six-week-old kitten, so that made the game a little bit more adorable. Um, but in the game, basically, you're packing this bento box for the, uh, you know, for yourself to go to work or whatever, and it's just a puzzle game, and they get progressively harder. Uh, they do, like, the world system. I think it's just how they label the puzzles, so it's like puzzle 1-1, one, one, puzzle 1-2, then you move on to the next, and you can go back and look at um, puzzles you've done before, but the setup is that uh, inside the bento box, there is basically nine tiles uh three six nine twelve yeah nine tiles uh you'll have like green tiles which are like seaweed uh like a pink tile which is like salmon uh then you have brown rice and white rice and what happens is you have a recipe book like in the upper right hand corner and you basically have to move the tiles around to make them look like the recipe book then you get a little cat stamp on the bento box and it slides away and you go to the next puzzle now, what I'll say this is that it seems really simple to do. And again, you may be thinking to yourself, but Joe, this is called a game of grief. Why are we talking about a chill puzzle game uh, with cats? Well, to be honest, some of it has to do with my internet, but also some of it is um, I've been doom scrolling a lot lately. I don't know if my mental health is in the best place. Um, you know, the world is literally on fire in Europe and here. Um, and I haven't been getting a lot of sleep because, again, my wife and I adopted these kittens very early. A friend of mine went through this a few years ago, and he said they weren't given their kittens until the 13-week mark for various reasons through the people they were adopting the kittens from. And uh, we got them at four weeks, probably. So 
Uh, it's been many weeks. It's the closest in my life I've ever had to having a newborn where you have to get up every few hours, feed them, play with them, make sure they're all right, then put them back down and they sleep for a few hours. And so my wife and I have been trading off duties. It is not to say that it is like, like I know exactly what it's like to have a newborn, but it's, uh, you know, getting up early sucks. And I'm sure a lot of parents there uh, are like, yeah. And I remember having an epiphany when I was doing it. They're like, oh, so this is what it's like to be tired all the time. Uh, also work, uh, I'm taking next week off. Um, don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. The podcast will still go up on time. Um, I'm actually having surgery. Don't worry, it's minor surgery. And I need time to recover. So I will literally be at home all next week and I'll have a better, bigger episode for you. But the, what I really like, getting back to Invento, uh, you know, the chill vibes of it is really kind of like soothing. You know, the idea that you can... Man, I don't know. You just sit there and can do as many puzzles as you can. My wife got it. She had some credit as well. I think she got it for like four bucks. Um, so we're having a little bit of a race off between the puzzles. She has beaten me, but we're getting to the point now. I think we're both in world like middle fours. I don't know what each. It seems like each world is broken up differently. Like one seven, then you'll go to two five. It's just how they decided to break the puzzles up. Um, but I will say, I think it's when they add a new element. So some of the bricks you have will swap tiles. Some of them will move a tile over, and then you have a blank space in your bento box and need to fill that. Some tiles will swap between whatever. Some of them have black edges on them, and that means it can only be moved a certain way, and you can't move them. You basically have to place them. So like Tetris, you can move the tiles around between the salmon and the seaweed and things like that. Um, It's a really good game. Again, my wife and I are having a puzzle off. We are both stuck. I think she got past the puzzle I was at, but she's like, you are move, but these are very hard. So, um, yeah, uh, it is um, a good game, something that I've been picking up and putting down, you know, every probably for 20 minutes in the morning when I get up early with the kittens, I'll like pick it up and maybe beat a puzzle. Now it's getting to the point where I was beating like three or four and like, man, this game's easy. And now I'm like, well, I got one done, you know, or two done. Um, it's getting really difficult, um, but I definitely recommend in Bento. Check for it and everything. It's even on phones. I don't know how much it is there, but when I got it on the Switch again, it was very, very cheap. Um, the only thing I'll mention at the end of this episode is, uh, or towards the end, I should say, is that I am going to do something on the original Division, which I played and I talked about here and there, but it was more of like um, like high-level stuff of like, I don't, uh, this game is fun, we did the expansion, uh, it didn't really fit with the parameters of grief in the podcast, but what I am kind of coming to the conclusion to, like, I got the PlayStation Plus Extra tier, which is basically like Xbox Live, but it's a better tier of it, there was a bunch of games on there, I haven't played the original Division in a while, it was in the group of games that was available to me, so I went back and started playing it on PS5, um... And I really, really enjoyed the game. I think Manhattan is a distinct city. And I think where it comes in with grief, and maybe this is just recency bias, but with the COVID uh, virus and the beginning of that game where there's a virus that is shutting a city down, people die. There's no real vaccine for it. You know, I mean, we have a vaccine for COVID, uh, but there's other variants. So people are getting sick. The fact that is it affecting people's lives and like the government breaks down, like there is this weird thing I remember reading a lot of the art books, which I'm going to dig into, I think, next uh, podcast about, because I have played it for about 200 hours. I just wanted to re-familiarize myself. I've been rereading the art books. The first art book that came out with is simply uh, concept art, but the idea that like 
all hope is lost is something I think that is kind of a trope in video games, but with The Division it definitely works, and it's something I definitely want to explore, especially now since, like I said, I've been doom-scrolling a little bit more, the world is literally on fire, um, you know, and it's getting hotter and hotter, and um, it's just something I think about more, like what would happen, and apparently The Division, the original one, was really based on an actual exercise that the president supposedly uh, cleared, I at first I thought that was some kind of lore for the game, but it seems like it's based on something that really happened that George Bush was involved with. So I'm probably going to dig into that and talk more about what I think about the game because I think one thing like a lot of people dismiss lore in games and things like that. But one thing I was deeply impressed with with the division is their their stick they they really stuck to an aesthetic in fact looking at the art book the original one i bought the second one which tells more about the training and is less of an art but well it's it's got art in it but um it's got more of an exclamation of where the agents come from why they were formed why the agency was started this uh strategic homeland division all that kind of stuff i think is interesting and it's an interesting just to just juxtaposition for what would happen if there was like a catastrophic event like a FEMA event and I might listen to some interviews because a long long time ago I heard some interviews with the developers and they talked about they really talked to city planners and um, civil engineers about what would happen if there was some kind of catastrophe how would they have basically a fire escape for cities how would they push people to certain areas I think all this stuff is really fascinating and I think really does tie into this we don't even have water it's not looking good you know, like I've said many times on the podcast, grief isn't just uh, losing someone or um, it, it can be many things. And definitely having no support system uh, and having kind of a martial law is definitely something that is disruptive. And I think kind of a fascinating thing to look at, especially since they describe the agents as sleeper agents, um, which I think is also fascinating. I mean, who would take up the call, obviously, to defend your country? Not who. But I mean, there is a selection process for people in the division. Anyway, I really like lore. In fact, I've really been debating whether to do maybe another series on lore in games. I've gotten some books that I really love the art because I like supporting artists that do these amazing concepts art, concept art of the games and like what it turns into in early sketches. And even some lore books that I've gotten where it's like, here's what's happening in the world. You're watching or playing a game, mostly playing a game, and don't understand why these people hate each other. Here's a book you find in a shelf. Like Skyrim is very good for that. Elder Scrolls Online is very good for that. Like all that kind of stuff I think really adds to the game. And I just want to shout out the artists that do that. And I think that's some of the reason why I want to do this with The Division. You know, the artists work very hard on that. And they have to pin lore to why these things are happening. They even said in one of the art pieces that I looked at that it is a difficult aesthetic because it is a natural aesthetic. And so I think that, yeah, that was one of the complaints of like, well, everybody's kind of drab. They're just wearing knee pads, whatever. But also the juxtaposition of the fact that these people have amazing tech. You know, you have a satellite phone on you at all times, basically, that connects to Isaac and what's really cool on the PS5 is Isaac speaks through the speaker on the controller. So you do have this like buzz-in feeling of somebody like person in the ear type thing. So um, I don't know. I think all that's fascinating. And I think the lore is kind of driven with grief. You know, they talk about Rick Velassi, who does this podcast in the game, all the time talks about who died, who lived, 
where we're at now, what's happening in the neighborhoods of New York, you know, and uh, he makes a joke, I don't care, I guess I'm doing these every day, I don't know, I don't know what's happening. Apparently there is some kind of structure uh, where you still have internet, which I think is pretty amazing. Like, how do these things band together and how do people in this situation with training and resources pull a community back together when they're on the brink? Um, I think this is kind of a fascinating thing that I've been thinking about more and more, like I said, as I've been reading the news. How do people come together in crisis? And I think that's something I want to focus on uh, next episode. So it'll probably be a longer episode because um, I really been playing this for a while. Uh, like I said, over 200 hours on the Xbox. I'm now playing on PlayStation. I think I only have like two, three hours. Um, I forgot how rough the beginning of the game is, though, because I thought, ah, oh, just roll through this and roll through that and blah, blah. And I was, I was uh, failing side missions. I had to beat a lieutenant uh, several times. Um, it was terrible. Um, I suck. Um, anyway, um, yeah, again, this is a shorter episode this week. I hope you guys are being safe out there. Uh, you know, uh, you know, respect your neighbor and our friends or family. Uh, and, uh, I think that's it this week, guys. So, uh, I just want to remind you guys that this podcast will have my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com. Please go there and let me know what you think of the show or leave a comment. That'd be great. You can also write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Same thing. If you want to know, if you want to write a comment about the show, if there's a game you want me to review, maybe something you want me to look into, that'd be great there. Or just tell me you like the show. That'd be good too. You can also subscribe to the podcast and your Apple iTunes or the Google Play Store. So please go to those places. And it's on Spotify. And the audio is day and date, 7 a.m. on YouTube. So if that's your preferred way to listen to the show, please go to YouTube and listen to the show. So it'd be great. Any support helps. So I think with that, I will leave you guys. Everybody stay safe, have a good week, and I will talk to you guys again next week.